Good evening, folks, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to Shay Shay Girl Live, and I am extra bubbly on Anchor Radio. Happy Black History Month. I would normally be coming to you on Monday, but I wanted to wait until today so that I could say to you, you all of my listeners, happy Black History Month. Um, I, I mean, for some, it is, well, it is, it is happy Black History Month. I come wishing you a happy Black History Month, but I come with a heavy heart. I, I, I wanted to start this podcast out by saying happy, you know, uh, happy Black History Month to you. I always start out my podcast by saying either happy Monday or happy whatever day it is to you. Um, but it, it just seems like it, we're... <laughs> We're, it doesn't seem like we we are still in the midst of this pandemic, and this pandemic seems to be taking a toll on us right now. It seems to have no end. And over the past few weeks, I've I've seen. Um, I work in the school district. For those of you do, who don't know, I, I've seen my admin draw contact tracing boards. In his office, um, we've had classrooms with two to three students in them. Some days we may have had a total of 25 people at at school, and and that includes students and staff. Um, We just don't know day to day what our, our numbers will be, and things just seem sketchy. Like at some point we thought, the numbers were going down and the pandemic was at a curve. And then you just, you just don't know, you know, um, the rules around safety and protocol from the CDC appear to change daily. Uh, division around the vaccination still continues to be an issue. And the pandemic continues to expose just how fragile the mental health of so many people around the world is today. Um, I know low-income communities of color have suffered in particular um, from layers of trauma for many, many years and lived through it. But being forced to stay in the house with your trauma in the midst of a global pandemic for the past two years seems to have been extremely heavy and I believe the weight of the pandemic has brought on new levels of anxiety forcing individuals to face things that hadn't been dealt with in the past situations that have not necessarily been talked about um, that were taboo in the home like molestation and addiction and abuse and domestic violence and homosexuality, hunger, no income, no support, isolation, poverty, death, homelessness, depression, anxiety, autism, children with learning disabilities and or delays, and so many other things um, that we're now being forced to deal with as a result of the lockdown. Um, I'm thinking about Regina King and the family of Chesley Chris. Only God knows what they are going through to lose your loved one by suicide, I, I can only imagine, is never easy. I mean, to lose a loved one um, anyway, but to lose a loved one to, by suicide, I, I just imagine there are so many unanswered questions, 
leads, but it leads to my point. Our community needs healing. I, I think that we need collective healing. I'm all about sister circles and brotherhoods and communal healing. I think it's so important for us to get together and share our experiences so we understand we are not alone in what we experience. I I won't say the name of my friend, but she DM'd me last week and asked that I pray for her and her daughter the other day. And we had a great conversation just connecting on some things that that we shared in common as parents raising teenage daughters. And I was just grateful that she reached out to me and trusted me and asking me for prayer. But had she not done that, she might've been thinking that this was something she was going through alone and might've been thinking like, oh, my parenting skills are, are X, Y, and Z. And, and had she again, not reached out to me, I was in my own dark place feeling like I was failing as a parent of a teenage daughter going through what I was going through with my own daughter. But I was grateful that she reached out and asked for prayer. It gave me an opportunity to share with my friends something that I was going through. And again, she didn't think that that I was going through that with my own daughter. So again, it gave us a chance to connect on, on that level. And it gave um, us a chance to just be human with each other. Like, friend, I'm going through that too. Like, God, I didn't know you was experiencing that too. And, you know, it it just gave us an opportunity to connect and let each other know that this was something that we were not going through alone, you know, and it felt good to know that, okay, God, my friend is going through this too. And not that like, oh, I'm better than you or you're better than me, or thank God your daughter is horrible too, you know, but it just, it made it real to let me know I I wasn't a bad parent. This is something that, (coughs) excuse me, maybe (coughs) all teenage girls are going through, (coughs) excuse me, and it it was going to be okay. And it gave us an opportunity to share strategies, you know, it, it just made everything feel a little bit better. But just saying all that to say, I, I read an article and I want any, I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I'm saying. Um, going back to, um, dying by suicide, but, um, I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I'm saying, but if someone has a plan to die by suicide, there's not anything that um, you or I may be able to say that will change the outcome of how they're feeling. However, there are some things that can help our community work towards healing. So first, we want to practice self-compassion. And self-compassion is defined as the practice of quieting our inner critic and replacing it with a voice of support, understanding, and care for ourselves. Christian Neff, who is um, like an author of self-compassion, describes self-compassion as having three main components, and that is one being self-kindness. We are gentle and understanding with ourselves rather than harshly critical and judgmental. And I know myself, I can be harsh and critical of myself. Again, with my parenting, I was worried um, and I was being harsh with myself. Um, He also says that recognition of our common humanities. My my friend and I, 
we recognize that there was a common humanity, right? We feel connected with, with others in the experience of life rather than isolated and alienated by our suffering. And then last, mindfulness. We hold our experience in balanced awareness rather than ignoring our pain or exaggerating it, okay? So even for many people who value compassion for others, the ideal of self-compassion may not immediately make sense. Um, So again, Christian Neff explains that people often confuse self-compassion. So having some self-compassion with self-pity, and it's not the same thing, or self-indulgence, fearing that if they're too soft on themselves, they'll never improve or achieve. And that's just not true. You can uh, care about yourself or have some self-compassion without like feeling like, oh, you being too easy on yourself. You you know, it's not the case at all. In fact, um, Christian Neff writes that self-compassion provides the same benefit as having high self-esteem without its drawbacks such as narcissism and uh, prejudice. So um, for all of my parents out there, and I'm speaking to the parents because that's what I am and and that's the best example that I could think of. You know how sometimes we go off on our kids, like, and maybe they deserve something, you know, maybe sometimes they don't, but later on you feel bad or you feel guilty. You sit in your room later on and maybe you're talking to your significant other or your friend on the phone or whatever and you like, I snapped on my baby and you start beating yourself up about it, um, we can remind ourselves that, first of all, as parents, we we all will make mistakes. So this can be referred to as your common humanity. Like, I am human, and I will make mistakes. Um, So we, we shouldn't deny that we were upset, okay? So that is called practicing the mindfulness. I was upset. I was mad. That That's what happened. I, I, you made me angry and I was upset. So I am practicing the mindfulness part of that. And then um, show ourselves some kindness. Like how would I, if my friend called me and was like, you know what? I snapped on my baby. What would I say to my friend? Like, you know what? It's okay. You made a mistake. What, what did he or she do? Okay. They deserved it. Now you can go back and apologize if that's what you feel like you need to do. You know, sometimes we have a hard time. Ooh, you know, in, in the African-American community. I don't know. Sometimes we have a hard time apologizing. But if you feel like you need to, you can go back and do that too. And if not, if you're not ready to do that, that's okay too. But just practicing self-kindness. It is okay, okay? So again, you want to practice some some common humanity. Saying that it's okay as a parent, I am human, I will make mistakes. And then practicing some mindfulness. You know what? I let me think about this. I was upset. I was angry. Be mindful. What was happening in that moment? It's okay. And then some self-kindness. You know what? I made a mistake. It is okay. I will make mistakes. What would I say to a friend who called me in this situation? What advice would I give to a coworker who asked for advice in this situation? Okay. Don't cancel yourself. Don't cancel someone else. I need us to learn how to be kind to ourselves and each other in this fragile time that we are in. My goodness, y'all, we are in such a fragile time. And and I just want us to just give ourselves a, a bit of grace in this pandemic, in this time where people people are so fragile. Even ourselves, we are, we ourselves are fragile. I I just want us to get to a a place where we are mentally healthy because so much is going on around us and even within us. I just need us to give ourselves some grace. 
I feel, I, I don't just feel, I know we live in a cancel culture. <laughs> we are quick to tear each other down. We are quick to tear, tear ourselves down. And we see each other's flaws on social media. We Like everything is just instantaneous. I see you. I see that. I see myself. And we just tear each other down so quickly. I want us to intentionally try to see the beauty in ourselves and each other and learn to celebrate ourselves and each other. I want us to check on ourselves and each other and try to see the beauty in ourselves and each other. I want us to check on ourselves and each other Check on that strong friend. Check on that friend that's always smiling. Check on that friend that's always okay. I want us to try to be kind to ourselves and each other. It is so important, y'all. Like our mental health is so important. It's our wealth, y'all. And we are not doing okay. And it's it's okay to admit that, that we're, we're not doing okay. And we're not doing okay because so much is going on around us. And it's affecting what's going on inside of us. And we just need to get to a space where we just say, you know what? I'm not okay. And allow people to check on us and, and, and get to a space where we're comfortable being vulnerable and saying, I'm not okay. And this is what I think can help me be okay. Like, guys, we're in a pandemic and, and it, it, it has forced us to like just be uh, stuck in a space where we have to face things that we may not have had to face in the past. But the, the pandemic has brought on a lot of um, depression, um, obesity, stress, anxiety, and so many other side effects. Um, and, and we are having to face those things. And, and I want us to get to a healthy space. We're hurting and some some people are obviously hurting and some people are hiding um, that those those pains that this pandemic has caused um, or the pandemic has brought to a surface because that pain may have been there all along, but the pandemic brought it to the surface. Whatever it is, though, I want it to be addressed and I want us to be okay. So I am calling on all of you, my listeners, to engage in some type of collective healing because it is obvious that money, power, success means nothing if we are not mentally healthy. Um, Folks can appear to have it all and silently be suffering. So I'm praying for God to shift things, but we know that faith without works is dead. So we got to move, y'all. We need healing on so many levels. Mental health is wealth. I am encouraging all of us to take better care of ourselves and each other. Self-care includes self-compassion, self-kindness, allowing space for support from others. No more isolation. Find a safe space, not a group of gossipers to talk to. Find someone to connect with. Stop isolating yourself and assuming your situation is rare. Let's, and I'm saying let's, you and I, stop assuming we know what people need and let's really start listening to each other's hearts, listening for each other. um, And let's stop trying to fix people and let them tell us what they need from us. And let's tell people what we need from them, okay? Let's be kind to ourselves and each other. I hope you hear my heart. I love you all. 
go in peace and God let's be in prayer for the um Regina King's family and anybody you know who may be be um affected um by that died by suicide um um again the Chris family um and I'll be in prayer for all of you thank you all for listening go in peace God bless you happy black history month let's try to take care of ourselves in this month of black history do something for yourselves um and each other Okay, I love you all. Go in peace. Be blessed.